0: Hey guys, it's Rebecca Price. I hope you guys are doing great, and I hope you guys have had a great week. I wanted to come at you um, with another podcast, and um, today I'm going to read some popular verses that people have have heard before, um, in probably in weddings and things like that. And um, I was thinking about these verses the other day, and it's one of these things where you read these verses, but sometimes it takes it takes experience going through things, or sometimes it takes different perspectives to really look at these verses and be like, now I understand what that means, you know, or, or have a better understanding, um, through, you know, application, things like that. So I'm going to read from first Corinthians 13, but I'm going to read the first three verses. All right. It says, if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So look at, I think this is very, very powerful because it really talks about the power of love, and it even puts love over faith because if you if you go all the way down to verse 13 it says so now faith hope and love abide these three but the greatest of these is love i mean that's that's a strong statement to make and here in the first three verses, it says if i speak in the tongues of men and of angels but i don't have love i'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal you know if i have prophetic powers it talks about prophecy if i can understand all knowledge if i have all prophecy you know, and and I and I have all faith, even to remove mountains, but I don't have love. I'm nothing. What a powerful statement that is. Um, if I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So, this really puts love into perspective of how important it is and how the absence of it can really affect. Um, it can affect people's. Your impact with people, your ministry, your life. Um, and when I say ministry, I, you know, a lot of people think about seminary. Don't think about that. Think about how you minister every single day to people on your job, to people you meet in the store, wherever, um, you know, people you impact every day. That is ministry. All right. So your, it, it, the absence of love can really, really affect things. And to kind of put this into perspective, we're going to read some more, some more scripture in a minute, but to kind of put this into perspective, um, have you ever, have you ever met someone and they, um, it, you know, you've seen them do great things for God. I mean, you've seen them do great things for God, whether they, I mean, they, they do a great job declaring the word or, or they praying for people to be healed, you know, whatever it is, you know, you see someone and you're like, Wow. But then you see their interaction with people apart from that, and they're very rude, or they're very um, there's just there's they're not loving, they're not they're not caring. Um, you you see how they treat other people, even maybe how they treat you, and you really start to see these verses come to light because it really affects the way that you view them. And it really affects, it, it it's almost hurtful in a sense, because in one way you see them doing these things for God that are great. But then, but at the same time, you're like, but then how can they act this way? How could they treat this person like that? How could they not have kindness? How could they do these things? How can they do these things for the Lord, but be so absent? But, uh, or have the absence of love and not... And, and still do these other things and still treat their kids this way, treat their spouse this way, or, or treat other people this way, or the waiter this way, or how they, you know, how can they talk this way, you know, in, in such hateful language and hateful words. And it really goes to show that the motive of why, of why you do things is important, but also how love is essential and love is necessary. Jesus, when he was on the earth, he spoke the truth but the truth was never separated from love. It doesn't mean that truth is not that truth was never strong. There were times where Jesus absolutely spoke truth, but he coupled it in love because he wants he wanted people to know. I'm telling you this because I want you free. I'm telling you this because you're bound and I don't want you bound anymore. I've come to set you free, and the only way you're going to be free is if you hear the truth. And that is why I'm proclaiming it to you. That's why I'm telling you, I want you free. I want you free because I love you. And the fact that God said, you know, there's many, there's, I mean, I can't even, there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about the love of God. Um, and he says, you know, for um, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, his only son, for God so loved the world. And it says that we love him because he first loved us. Um, or talking about, you know, how, I mean, being able to fathom how wide and how deep and, and and everything is the love of Christ. It, it talks about um, God's love all throughout the Bible. It, it, is, it is painted as a love story and how essential love is. When Jesus was walking on the earth in miracles and things like that, he was moved by compassion. And that's one thing that, you know, in, in the Curry Blake group that we're learning is Jesus was moved by compassion for people. You know, he didn't... He didn't just do it because it was his job. He didn't just do it, you know, out of obedience. Yes, it was obedience, but he did it also because he was moved by compassion as well. You know, it was it was his responsibility to heal the sick and to free people, but there are many times where it said Jesus was moved by compassion when he saw this person. And so love is a huge motivator for when we see people who are sick or when we see people who are bound in sin and things like that, when we see people you know, there should be a love there that says, oh man, you know, I desire to see people free. I desire to see people. And so that's something that we need to think about when, whenever we as Christians do things, um, and, and understand, and there are times where, you know, we serve and we don't necessarily want to serve. Um, you know, there, I'm not saying to be led by emotions at all. Um, cause I mean, love is, love is not a feeling. Love is an action. Um, but, you know, so I'm not saying to be led by emotions and whenever you feel like doing things, because there's going to be times where you don't feel like doing things. There's going to be times, you know, we're called to serve. Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. And there's going to be times, and I, there's times where you don't feel like serving. There's been times when I'm like, I don't want to serve them, you know, especially when you're serving your enemies and you're like, I don't want to be nice to them today. I don't want to serve them today. But this is what God's called me to do, and, and, and this is what I need to do. You know, this is, this is obedience to the Father, and you die to self. You know, when you die to emotions, right? Um, you say, it doesn't matter how I feel. It matters what I do, you know. And so Jesus, Jesus was, Jesus walked in love. You know, he, he was loved by his father. And, um, and he, he had his father's mission on his heart at all times. And he knew the love of the father and that the father had for the people, and he and his father were one in heart in the mission. Because they both desired to see people free. You know? It it uh, grieved them to see people bound. It grieved them to see people sick. It, 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 it disturbed them. You know? It, it frustrated them to see this. Uh, <clears throat> because the Lord, the Lord's mission was to free people. You know? And so, but it talks here about love and about the motive about love being a motivator but also love being important in our lives people need to see love love is demonstrated in action so you know love is demonstrated in our words and it goes on in in first corinthians 13 to describe love love is patient and kind so kindness and patience are an act of love It's not envy. It doesn't boast. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Or some translations say love never fails. Okay? So there's a description of love, and how love is demonstrated is demonstrated in patience and kindness. It's demonstrated in humility. It's not arrogant. It doesn't boast. All right. So when you walk in humility, when you walk in patience and kindness, um, when you when you don't insist on your own way but you put others before yourself, all right. When you're not irritable or resentful, but you're actually you know you're you're someone who is very very um, long suffering and you're and you're patient and you're kind. These are ways to demonstrate love in your life. And people are looking for that. And there have been times in my life where I was going through, um, whether it was just under a tremendous attack in my mind from the enemy of, of, of condemnation or things like that, or, or experiencing rejection from people. And, and someone was kind to me or patient with me or someone, um, you know, was served me in humility. And that completely would just moved me to tears. And I, and I would say, thank you, God, for loving me today. Thank you, God, for showing me love today through these people. Thank you, God, for love, because that's what I needed. And there are times where even those actions are, are healing. You know, when you, when you need love and you experience love through these actions and through these things, then it's sometimes, I mean, it's, it's uplifting, it's encouraging, and it can bring complete healing where there was, um, where there is sadness or where there was a deep wound there. Love is extremely important. So it's not just about doing things for the Lord. It's not just about, oh, you know, what's the checklist that I have to meet today? Or I've got to do these things and obey God because it's what I have to do. It's becoming, it's, it's having the character of God as well. It's becoming who God is. It's saying, God, I want your heart to be like my heart. I want to be like you. I want to be one with you to where we're one person, to where people can't see the difference. So that when I walk into a room that I'm not just doing works, you know, it's not just when we well, meet my checklist today, it's not just works. It's that people will see that they are greatly loved by you through the love that I demonstrate in in my actions, in the way that I speak to people, in in, in what I do, and in, in how I carry myself. And so, it's extremely important because when it's not there, it can be very damaging. Um, and I, I want to read this uh, story in Scripture. It's one that we've looked at in regards to healing and things like that. Um, and let's see. It's in... Oh, I'm going to look it up on my... Sorry, I had it on my phone. I have I have two, two different Bibles in front of me so I can look up multiple Scriptures. All right, so this is in... Um, Let's see. What book is this in? I think this is in... It's in Luke, okay? So this is in uh, the book of Luke, and it's in Luke 13, and I'm going to start with verse 10, all right? And it's talking about Jesus. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit... For 18 years, she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. Now that was an act of love, was it not? He saw a woman that was bound. He saw a woman that was bound, and he said, Be freed from your disability. He went to her and he saw a woman that needed to be free, that was in bondage, and he went and freed her. It was an act of love, all right? And it said, He laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. She glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, how dare Jesus do that, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? So he's like, you hypocrites, even you untie your, and if you're going to be so, so hard-nosed about this, and you're going to be so perfect in the letter of the law, is it not considered work when you untie your ox or your donkey? I mean, hello. He said, And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And he said these things, and all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. So here, Jesus acted in love, and the religious leaders. So here's here's something, right? Religion keeps you bound. All right. The religious leaders did not celebrate that she was freed, were not happy that this woman was no longer in bondage. They were just like, oh, well, here comes Jesus. How dare he heal on the Sabbath? They were so concerned about keeping every little letter of the law and every little, and they were more concerned about traditions and all this stuff than they were a woman being completely healed. And Jesus, like, y'all completely miss the whole point of the gospel. You completely miss what we're here to do. You completely miss it. You miss it. The religious leaders were more concerned about themselves and how they looked and that they were the, oh, we are the ones that keep the law perfectly and da-da-da-da-da. And, and they didn't even rejoice in the fact that this woman in love was set free and can now live a life free from the, from the bondage of Satan. They wouldn't even rejoice in that because there's no love in them. There was no love, none there. They can't even rejoice in freedom of someone, of, of, of a, someone who was in their very congregate. Well, you've got other days to come to be free. Well, here's something. Why wasn't she set free then? Shouldn't she have already been free? You know, why didn't you set her free on the other days? She'd been bound for 18 years. So even in your off days of the Sabbath, you didn't set her free. And Jesus is like, y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. Y'all are ridiculous right now. Because Jesus in love, he loved this woman and he said, I'm I'm here to set you free. In Luke, he got up, Jesus got up in the the synagogue and stood up to read. And this is what he said. And this is the mission of Jesus, which is also our mission as children of God. As disciples of Jesus, his mission becomes ours because he says greater things shall we do, right? So he says, uh, this is in Luke chapter 4, I believe. It said the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Act of love. The truth shall set you free. He, he sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set the liberty at those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the, the, year of the Lord's favor. All of these things, setting people free, healing people, preaching the good news so that the truth will set them free. They're all done in love because he loves the people. He wants them to be free. Nobody wants people, if you you are in love, nobody wants to look at people that are in spiritual bondage and say, stay that way. I don't want you free. That's not love. How is that love? How is not wanting someone to be free how is that an act of love? And Jesus is like, this is my whole mission. This is why I came. I mean, that's why God sent Jesus in the first place was to set us free from the bondage of sin and death. All right? So Jesus walked in love. Even when he disciplined, and, and, you know, in discipline, even when God says, God says, I discipline those that I love. Love and discipline are connected. Today, the world tries to separate it and say, oh, well, if you discipline your children, you don't love them. And that's a bunch of crap. Because I've seen children that are not disciplined, and it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for society. It's a nightmare for everyone else. And you have a child who... And the child, actually, I have seen children respond to discipline. I have seen children respond to discipline, godly discipline. And they end up having more respect for people that discipline them in godliness than people that don't discipline them at all, than people that say, oh, well, discipline's wrong. We're not going to let that... No. Because as a, even as a child they understand this person cares about who I become this person cares about me enough that they don't want me to do the wrong thing but that's a whole nother whole nother discussion with that the importance of what I'm telling you today is it's so important that things be done in love you can have debates you can have discussions you can have all kinds of things um you know and and love not be present and it changes the whole game You know, you can have uh, conversations with people, you can whatever, and and you can tell when love is not present because things get hateful, wrong motives are introduced. When love is not present, a lot of times that means that that an an exaggeration of selfishness is, is present. It's selfish tendencies, selfish motives so we got to make sure as children of God that yes, we're obedient, but we need to be, we need to have walk in love and demonstrate love. We need to demonstrate patience and kindness and things because people can tell if we're just walking in works to check boxes off. How many times do we see that in church? How many times do we see people in church and you're, and, and they're, oh wow, they do lots of stuff in church, but they are some of the most hateful people you'll ever meet in your life you know or or people that you see and they do great things but then you you try to have a conversation with them or you ask or you know or and and, or you watch how they talk to people or about people or you watch how they interact and and they're just oh they're mean and you're like and it's so confusing and it's angering almost as a child of god because you're like it's like all of those works are wasted what's the point What's the point of going out and doing these things? And, and God talks about people that say, you know, there are some that will say to me, Lord, did we not cast out demons? Did we not do these things? And God says, depart from me, I never knew you. That is such a strong verse in the Bible. It's a strong verse. But it goes to show the importance of knowing Christ and of knowing God and becoming like him in your character. Knowing the heart of God, knowing who he is and becoming like him. Being one and having the same heart, the same mind, the same mission. And when you fill your head with the Word of God and you walk it out, you walk in this. And you begin to see God's heart for people. You begin to see. And then that begins to grow in you. The Holy Spirit begins to change you and, and change. And the Word, your mind is renewed to the Word. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to you'll begin to have that heart for people. And sometimes we need to pray for it, honestly. Sometimes if, if you don't feel like you have the compassion for people to, to pray for their healing or you don't feel like that you have, you know, the compassion at work because you're just like, I just, I'm so angry, you know, I don't want to, these people, they are frustrating me and they're mean. I don't want to serve them. I don't want to do that. Sometimes we have to pray and ask for it. And we have to humble ourselves enough to do that. Some people are like, oh my gosh, why you can't pray and ask. You're supposed to have that already. No, you know, we, we, sometimes we need to ask for help. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And sometimes we need to say, Lord, I, this is not something I want to do. But give me your heart. God, give me your heart. Or, or, bring, or call it out of yourself and say, you know what? As a child of God, I have the, the same heart and mindset as God. And I declare that I walk in compassion, that I walk in love, that I walk with the same eyes. I see with the same eyes that God has, that I see people in the same light and the same eyes that he sees people, that his heart for people is my heart for people. And when you begin to pray that and you begin to walk in that, it will completely change everything. And this is a great reminder for me as well. You know, everything that, 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 you know, we talk about is not for it's not me telling everybody else, get your life together. It's reminding myself as well, I need to hold myself accountable to this. It's easy to 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 go down a checklist and just do things, do works and things. I mean let's let's talk about this in marriage, right? All right. Let's be real. How many of y'all know and can tell whether something is done in love or something is just done because you just have to do it, you know, because you're just like, uh, you know. And it's a crappy attitude and we don't want to do this and I don't want to do this. And, the, you know, you as a spouse can tell the difference. My husband can tell the difference whether I do something out of love or whether I do something because, well, whatever, you know, got to do it. I mean, it's, it's Bible says to do it, got to do it, you know. And I can tell vice versa with my husband, you know. And it doesn't mean that you don't you don't always have to want to do it. That, that again that that you don't always have to have this overwhelming desire. Because sometimes there are times where we don't want to do things, but we're obedient. But we still have to have an attitude of love and say, I'm not going to walk in there with a disgusting attitude and be hateful. And meanwhile, I do it because then what good is it? What how is it serving? How is it an action that pleases the Lord? How is it an action? You know how is how, how is you know that obedience affecting? You know, or, or setting an example or whatever impacting the people around me. If it's done in hate and disgust and complaining and whatever, I wouldn't, you know, I, if, if I were, imagine being at a coffee shop and you ordered a coffee and the person that took your order had a, and you've been there before, had a rude attitude. They didn't want to be there. They hated being there. And how does that make you feel? It doesn't make you feel good. And then when, you know, you're at the table, they slam the coffee on the table. Well, here you go. How does that, how would that make you feel? You would hate, you wouldn't want to be around them. You wouldn't want to come back again because you're like, I hate this place. This is horrible. Why? Because they didn't do it in love. Because they didn't, because they didn't, you could tell they didn't want to serve you. You can tell they didn't want to be there. There was no love in their actions, but maybe you have. Maybe you go into a coffee shop where maybe someone behind the counter is tired, you know, and and maybe they don't feel like serving you today, but they still look at you and they say, "Hey, how can I help you today? Sure, let me get that for you." And you may even be able to look at them and tell that they're tired. But at the end of the day, you're like, man, they went above and beyond, and even though they were tired, even though they didn't feel, they still in an act of love, they were patient with me. They were kind with me. They put my needs before their own. Now I'm telling you guys, the Bible says that love covers over a multitude of sin. Love sometimes is one of the most powerful, powerful things that can bring healing. I'm telling you, there are times in my life where I needed love and whenever people showed me love in the name of the Father. It was the biggest refresher to me, encourager to me, and healer to a heart that had been hurt. So, love is important. Don't be someone who just checks boxes and does things because, well, you know, whatever. Let me just get this checklist done for today. We are to walk in love. Because Jesus walked in love. He loved his father. And he loved the people. He loves the people. Like, I mean, he, he and his Father had the same heart and the same mission. And that's how we are. Because if we have the same heart as Christ, if we strive to have the same heart as, as God the Father and as Christ, then we will begin to see people as Jesus sees people. Then we will begin to see people as people that are bound and in need of freedom. And that will motivate us because we're the answer. Because God has put us on this earth to be his ambassadors and his representatives. And I have to remind myself this all the time. Because there are times when I go out and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. Oh, I don't feel like doing it. And I have to check myself and say how, you know, that's arrogant. It's arrogant, you know, when God sends you to do a mission, but you're just like, well, I just don't feel like doing it. It doesn't matter how we feel. Jesus may not have felt like going to the cross. I guarantee you he, he suffered more than anybody will ever suffer. Not, I mean, there were other people that were crucified, but, but only one, only one carried the sins of the whole world. And that is a weight that no one can imagine and even begin to fathom. But he did it out of love. He did it out of love. He demonstrated his love, and Father and God demonstrated His love for us by sending Jesus. So, hope this helps you. this This was this helped me. It taught me something, and I hope that this um, this helps you as well. So, you guys be blessed, and I'll come at you later with another podcast.